Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Knowing that a luxury brand like Cartier is going to treat people like that. Dave show, and I are never buying know, our wives come. anything from Cartier. That's ever right. Again. This is how and we you know show down. I, I bet Gucci and Louis Vuitton and all these other yeah, brands also mean, treat their customers like that. You know what's so and funny? Target. Yeah. Target. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. There is something to be said about how completely out of control of your entire life you feel when your feet start to betray you in the shower. One goes, and then you try to catch it with the other one, and that goes, I almost fell also backwards into the curtain. Oh, crap you up in it. <laughs> yeah, just fall out I mummified like myself. A mummy. <laughs> At Mahoney. I did see someone playing the wiener guitar the other day. You did? How, how was it going? He was stringing. They were plucking away. <laughs> would you call that the manjo? Yes, I would. <laughs> that guy was in Mumford and Buns. <laughs> and now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news. So the Gilgo Beach suspected serial killer has been charged with another murder? Really? So, I don't know if you guys have been following this. At first, I thought it was the Gigolo Beach, which would have been uh, totally different. But no, it's the Gilgo Beach. It's in Long Island. And uh, there is this guy who has been accused. He's 60 years old now with numerous murders. And a lot of these murders had to do with call girls where, you know, they were uh, working girls. And then he yep. linked up with them. And then, you know, very unfortunately. The story's been around for, well, you know, over a year. And it's pretty wild that well, they and caught him after all this, all this time. It was a cold case since 2010. So, I mean, you're talking about right. 14 years ago, and this is still going on. I mean, the way that this all kind of broke is they, I guess they got some sort of DNA sample, and then they staked out his house, and they waited until he threw out the trash, and there was his DNA on a pizza crust. Ah, uh, yes. The old, I mean, you feel like that only happens in the movies. Right? Like, yeah. you're staking out his house, then he, like, takes the trash bag and puts it out there, then, like, the detective comes along and grabs a trash bag, and they spread it all out on the stainless steel table, and they're like, aha, yep. there's the pizza crust. Yep. This is real life, and this is going on, but it's pretty wild that another person, and this one goes all the way back to 2007, so, I mean, you're t- it's just wild to think this is almost, you know, 20 years ago, uh, but this, this guy uh, was accused of killing three people, and now a fourth person has uh, potentially popped up as another one of his victims. So, uh, this guy, I mean, he, have you seen him? Like, he's like a gigantic guy. Yeah. Scary looking. Throw the damn looks, book at this dude. He looks like a villain from a movie. Just his face, but yeah, it's just just wild that this is still going on. Hopefully, there is uh, some resolution to this for uh, the families that have been trying to figure out what's been going on for the past twenty years with their loved ones. Some good news today as well, Mahoney. Mm-hmm. Your sweet, sweet Spirit Airlines will remain as pure as the driven snow. There was talk about it merging with JetBlue, and a federal judge came along and said, "No, you don't touch my sweet." Spirit Airlines in their big front seat. You stay away from Mahoney's true love. I thought this big front seat would be spreading to JetBlue, Dave. Uh, nope, no federal judge blocked JetBlue from acquiring Spirit Airlines, so it was not like, hey, we're going to keep Spirit Airlines what it is. They're like, no, we're going to just merge the two. That would have made uh, JetBlue the fifth largest carrier, I believe, in the United States, and they're saying this is going to be bad for competition, so they shut it down. Now, what that could mean is that Frontier may come along and merge with Spirit Airlines because they have been trying to do the same thing. And frankly, uh, Frontier can do whatever they want because no one's paying attention. To and nobody wants to sit on a Frontier flight. 
I know that you hate the seats on, uh, on the, the worst seats in all of it's the like skies. It's like you're flying in a tin can. You're sitting on literally high school bleachers. And then flying. they're sneaky. I actually was just looking at a Frontier flight yesterday uh-huh. as I'm sitting here talking smack about it. But I mean, like, hey, if I'm going to fly for 48 bucks, how would you risk my life? <laughs> um, but I was looking at that, and then it's like, yeah, 48 bucks. But then it ends up being the same cost as any other flight because they charge you for every single thing. Mm-hmm. They just grab you. Ha- you. you just book you, the other flights, man. Unless you are in their, like, reward system, you know, same similar to Spirit. They nickel and dime you to they death. They shouldn't be able to do that. I feel like that's false advertising. They, they've been trying to stop that. I don't know why it has not happened yet, but it's just, it does seem ridiculous. It feels where, like it should go underneath the guys or uh, underneath the same like clauses that we're creating for ticket sales or for resorts and hotels and casinos. Like yes. all of these super hidden fees that you're get, getting whenever get you're purchasing. Get rid of the junk fees. Just yes. tell me up front. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So here's the least surprising news of the day when it comes to the NFL and the coaching situation that's going on. I mean, a lot of high-profile coaches out of a job, a lot of high-profile teams in need of a coach. I mean, some really shocking firings that we saw. Uh, Bill Belichick may be up there. I mean, there's been talked about a lot of talk about that throughout the course of the season because it's just it was been a, a down year, but disaster of a season. But yeah. you think about you know the fact what he's done for that organization. The Patriots were basically nothing before Belichick, and he, he he's the one who put him on on the map. And I think almost any organization in the NFL would be interested in some way, shape, or form in Belichick. So head coaching jobs in the NFL right now. The Seattle Seahawks need a coach. The Washington Commanders need a coach. The Las Vegas Raiders need a coach. The Tennessee Titans, the Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons. I guess the Falcons have already completed an interview with Bill Belichick, so that's interesting. Um, Will Jim Harbaugh come back to the NFL? There was talk about an unusual ask of his. I don't know if you guys saw this, but you know he's flirting with the NFL, but he's also at the same time unlimited dockers. Is that what he's? Uh... It was not unlimited dockers. It was basically uh, immunity from whatever the NCAA finds out about this cheating scandal. M- meaning that if he were to hypothetically uh, get in more trouble for this whole cheating scandal that's been going on, Michigan would not be able to fire him regardless of what they find out in the investigation. Okay. Which is... I'm telling you, I think that he's going to stay. That's my prediction. I feel like he's going to stay at Michigan. I I really... I know that he's flirting with the idea of the NFL, but... It wouldn't be the first time, right? I mean, last last go-around, he was flirting with NFL teams, then he decided to stay with Michigan. But, I mean, you could also make the argument if he were to leave Michigan, which I would tend to side with you that I don't think he really wants to, but... If he were going to get the biggest sweetheart deal of all time from an NFL team, you go win the national championship with Michigan, and then there's this investigation going on, so you can kind of wash your hands of all of that as well. This would be the time to make that leap if he wanted to. I mean, because he's, I believe, what, the second highest paid coach in the NFL, only behind, Sa- or in well, the NCAA behind Saban. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, they had, but they were pretty damn close from what I understand. I just wondered, does, do, are there NFL teams that are willing to pay him that much money? His basic pay from the school was $8 million for the year, but the incentive packages dropped it to $3.25 million, but scheduled to make uh, $8.2 million in total from uh, from this past okay, year. Okay, so that's not that outrageous. I mean, it's high, but it's, it's not. It's a five-year, basically $37 million contract. Right. So it's one of the highest paid, paid coaches in all of college football. But could he get a bigger payday from the NFL? I think so. Probably. Yeah. And could he get like a five-year type of deal from an NFL team? Probably. 
I mean, this isn't like some defensive coordinator who's being promoted to a head coach for the first time. It's Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, and then you get a five-year contracted deal where you're probably going to go somewhere for two years and then get paid out for your remaining three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the highest-paid coaching in general right now. Uh, Belichick was making $25 million a year. I didn't realize he was making that much. That actually may, that actually does make a little bit more sense coming into play now. Maybe Robert Kraft doesn't want to pay him that kind of money. Sean Payton, who's over in Denver right now, is making $18 million a season. Pete Carroll was making $15 a season. Sean McVay is making $15. Kyle Shanahan up in San Francisco is making $14 million. Mike Tomlin making $12.5 and, and uh, Jim Harbaugh's brother, John Harbaugh, is making $12 million in Baltimore. So, I mean, yeah, he's there's... There's definitely room for him to make more than what he was making at Michigan now. Isn't that wild to think that, like, Sean Payton is making $18 million a season? That's more than a million dollars a game. He's the second highest paid coach in all the professional sports. Isn't that just wild? I mean, not to say that these guys aren't worth it, but, you know, Bill Belichick costing $25 million a year. Well, whatever you have, you know, Tom Brady, who is, I mean, I would say that they were the they were the best pairing to where it was rising tides raise all yeah, shape, I mean, how right? Much, how, many, how many billions of dollars did Bill Belichick make Robert Kraft? Oh. That $25 million it was a, still a season a very to drop in the bucket. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. I got a message for you. Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Yo, Dave is such a hypocrite. Dry January, and yet he drinks a beer every Friday on the air? Come on. If you're going to be dry, stay away from the alcohol. Message yeah, let this guy tell you how to live your life, Dave. Listen, you boob. Uh, <laughs> there's a big difference between getting loaded on the weekend or during the week or whatever it may be and then having a sip on a Friday morning because we do a feature on the show. I think that you can find guidelines in life, and they don't have to be absolutely pure. I mean, I'm doing dry January. I'm not drinking at all with the exception of having a sip of beer on Friday mornings for work. I was going to say, it's for work, man. Like, this is a a bit. And I don't know if you're new to show business, but we can't just, like, get rid of the bit for the entire month of January because Dave is choosing to do dry January. That's just not how that works. And also, dry January to me means, like, not getting drunk and not drinking at night. It's a reset. It's a reset. It's a reset. Yeah, this this guy seems like the same sort of guy that gets annoyed at like all the people that start going back to the gym in January. Like, oh, you make my gym so crowded. Like, well, can you just let people do something good for themselves for and s- not crap all over it? Somebody who's super excited about their sobriety, but that they're they're doing like the uh, California sober. Uh huh. It's like well, you're not really. That's not really sober. One vice for another vice. Shut up. And also, yes, Dave is a hypocrite, but pick a better example. Exactly. Your disclaimer at the beginning of this recording is not too long. I just timed it. It's 10 seconds. Come on. Everybody can sit still for 10 seconds and maintain a thought. But if you do record a new a new uh, disclaimer, can I be the voiceover for it? That'd be awesome. Message deleted. You do have so great voice. That's our boy, John, and he does have a wonderful voice. I'm not opposed to that idea. Uh, 10 seconds can be a long time, though. 10 seconds way too long. Long time. I bet mean, you've been in a conversation with somebody, and you're just like, <laughs> every second feels like a year. Because I have. And you're just like, you're like, what have I done with my life? And then you, you like, think about 100 different things in those 10 seconds. I always know no one's listening to me whenever I get, yeah, that crazy. That's so crazy. Wow, yeah, that's so crazy. <laughs> 
I'm like, you're not listening to me. What do you mean? That is crazy. That's crazy. That is, that Please crazy. leave a message. No, but has, you know what I'm talking about, right? The constant, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's that's how that, you know that I'm not listening. That's a wrap it up. Yeah. That's a wrap it up phrase. Like, all right. I've, I've found myself doing that on the other side as well, where somebody talks to me and I do not listen at all. And I'm like, that's crazy. That's a, that is wild. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And Audrey's shaking her head like, I don't do it to you, do I? I think everyone does it to everyone. I don't think it's like a subjective to me. I'm not going to like, yeah, that's crazy. We victim blame over here. <laughs> like, like, what? Are you a, yeah, that's crazy victim? Yeah. You <laughs> might be entitled to compensation. <laughs> Hashtag, yeah, that's crazy. If, if you were to get cremated, where would you want your loved ones to scatter your ashes? Message deleted. The most convenient place for them. I don't no, care. I'm no, dead. No, 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 no. I'm Does not matter. I'm like a deep fryer. No. I mean, if they want to throw me in a deep fryer, throw me in a deep fryer. I don't care. I'm dead. I've told you about my friend's dad who passed away, and he knew that none of his family really got along that well, and his last wish was for all of them to go to Hawaii together to spread his ashes, and I just think that is such a wonderful, petty last thing to do where you make all of your family that do not like each other, travel together to Hawaii, which is not an easy trip because a lot of them were coming from New York, and go spread your See, ashes. But if I, I don't, don't like, if I, I don't, don't think I would abide by that. I would be like, you're dead. You ain't going to know. Same. Like, <laughs> like if I didn't like you, I'm not going to do that. Like, sorry, Dad. Like, nah. give, me, give me like a like a fingernail scoop full of Dad and like let me spread them somewhere else. Are you going to snort them? No. Why did you hold, hold up your Coke finger? Because I was going to say a Coke fingernail full, yeah. but I didn't know if I could say that. So I said fingernail scoop full of dad. What else do you have a fingernail scoop of I other mean, than something you're going to radio. snort? Use your imagination. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just like spread him somewhere else, you know? Like if they're from New York, put him in Rikers. I don't know. Somewhere over in there. You put him yeah. in jail? Yeah, that's crazy. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So the other day, my wife approached me, and she's like, hey, do you think that we should have, like, some extra stuff? I'm like, what do you mean extra stuff? And she goes, well, like, you know, in case something really bad happened, do you think that we should have, you know, like a supply of, like, Your wife some wants to be a goods? prepper? A, a, like a doomsday prepper almost. I'm like, what are you talking about? Who have you been following on Instagram? Because what that's where watching? Like, that's where all these ideas come from. It's always, like, some dumb influencers. Like, here's my extra garage. Well, reserve. it's, it's a lot of, there's a, in, in the, uh, a lot of the Mormon influencers uh-huh. have, like, I think they have to have a certain amount of, uh, like reserves food, and they usually keep those. So I feel like that's probably where she's getting. That's I follow a, a lot of Utah moms, and yeah. I've never seen that. So I don't know. Well, oh no, that's a thing. Don't know. Oh, no, I, I believe it's you, like, but my thing. Utah moms don't. I, I, they're not showing their reserves. Well, and that's actually probably a smart thing because when, when my wife came to me with this idea, I'm like, babe, like if if you really are worried about like things going down. Sure, we can go get more like canned food if you want, but what we really need to go get is more guns and ammunition. Yeah, <laughs> and, water. And, and water. And water. And water. And water. And sticks. Yeah. So that way we, and we, wet wipes. we, we can we can shelter Mahoney should he That's need. right. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's this girl who is a big doomsday prepper, and she's been talking about how she spent over $90,000 on her hidden bunker in Missouri. Don't talk about your hidden bunker. But also $90,000 for a hidden bunker in Missouri is actually kind of on the low. She said no, it includes- no, not Missouri. You ever seen land of Missouri? You could, you could buy like half of Missouri for like $35. She's saying that this ensures her family's safety in case of war, inflation, 
nuclear disaster, or chaos. This is so stupid. Here's the thing, is that if you are the type of person who showcases your private bunker, you are the first person that is going to get robbed. Yes. Because when it comes down to it, you can have all of the cans in the world. One dude with a gun is going to come and take all of your cans. It's not a secret bunker if you're putting it on Instagram. But she did say very firmly on Instagram that when the apocalypse does come, she's not going to allow anyone to come in and she is prepared to defend herself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, you know, words mean things. Uh-huh. She's, she said words it matter. very firmly. Mm-hmm. Words do matter. So uh, are you building a bunker in your backyard now, Dave? I, I've actually... Or can you not say? I, I can't say. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I, I, I If you have a backhoe that I can borrow, I would... Uh, I got I would one of them to. cats. Do you? No, I wish I, I wish I did. You would look so awesome in one of those. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yeah, um... Dave and Mahoney present... Uh... We're going special curling fries? Fast, fast, fast food, food freak out. Shut up and listen to my order. Julie is joining us today for a round of fast food freakouts. Julie, before we get going, question for you. What is your favorite fast food restaurant? I like Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box is always a good one. One of Mahoney's favorites. So there are freakouts that have happened in these fast food establishments across the country. You're trying to figure out, based on the little clues, and Mahoney and Audrey are trying to help you out today, which fast food restaurant the freakouts happened in. Are you ready to go? I am. All right. So this first one, a customer called this worker ghetto, and the employee attacked the woman while she was holding her child, and this is all in the dining room. It's pretty violent. Let's get going. Okay, so probably not a great idea to uh, to start a fight while you're holding your child. Just Unless you're using the child as a weapon. Which kids? Swing them by their arms. And <laughs> yeah. The you, could, you know, you drop kick somebody in the face with your kid's legs. Or if they've got good hands themselves, grab them by the legs, swing them around, little mobile punching bag. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> or use them as a shield. As a shield. That, no, That's no, great, Julie. No, good thinking. Julie, <laughs> you don't do that. That's funny. I like you. <laughs> Is that A, a Culver's, B, a Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's, or C, a McDonald's? That's got to be a McDonald's. There's zero chance that's a Culver's. Okay. I would co-sign. And I think there's way too many people for it to be a Carl's Jr. Mm. Did feel like there's a lot of people in there. For me, uh, you know, I have been to the 40,276 McDonald's worldwide. Have you, you know? ever seen, at, while, in all of your travels, in all of these McDonald's, have you ever seen anyone use a child as a human shield at a McDonald's? Twice. Twice. Okay, great. Uh, Julie, final decision is yours, Culver's, Carl's Jr., or McDonald's? Well, I agree. It's totally not a Culver's. It's classy for that. Say it's probably McDonald's. McDonald's he knows his stuff. is... Correct. Well done. That's on right. the board with one. Okay, so all you have to do is get one more correct out of these next two. Uh, a, a woman who was called a Karen is filming the staff because they were talk, uh, taking too long on the food, only to have the staff erupt as a result, and the manager tossed a drink at her. So, again, things get out of control pretty quick. Go ahead. I got you all right here. Don't come to our getting a attitude. Oh, it's all. I just called... Oh, it's all on. Karen, Karen, you dumb bitch. Going to the Yeah, I don't care, bitch. I don't care at all. Now one bit, go ahead, keep it fun, don't do that. Staff was having none of that. Well, the 
I feel like the no. IQ collectively was in the single digits there. Is that A, a Chipotle, B, a KFC, or C, a Shake Shack? Ooh. I think that's a Chipotle. I it sounds echoey. Echoey in there, and there were very few beeps. I feel like this is a poorly run Chipotle. Mm. I would have thought maybe KFC, but I'll go with the experts. We'll go with Chipotle. Should have gone with your gut. That was a KFC. That was a KFC. Was a KFC. Really? Yep. I mean, nobody oh. goes inside of KFC anymore. You're a or maniac ever. if you're inside of a KFC. Do you think that's why the employees reacted so poorly? Is because they're like, what are you doing? Here? This has thrown off their whole yeah. rhythm of whole what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. We're drive through only. What are you doing? Okay, so third and final one. You get the win right here if you I get this to... right. If you don't, you lose and you get nothing. I need to go into a KFC. Oh boy. You do? Like, well, well, no, I'm just saying because I, I don't. You know, like I said, I feel like I, I, I let Julie down a little bit with that last. This is how you justify your bad lunch decisions, Mahoney. What well, are you doing? I want to do some research inside <laughs> see. of and see what the what the inside's like. He Dude. feels like he owes it to you, Julie, to go inside of a Chick-fil-A uh -huh. today. No, no. KFC. Uh, excuse me, a KFC and get a. Family-sized bucket, family bucket of 12-piece. Family-sized bucket of 12-piece. Extra large. Uh, for lunch. My favorite Mahoney KFC story is whenever you went to KFC at like 10 o'clock in the morning and they stuck their head outside of the window and you thought that they were a fan. <laughs> and they were just like, it's too early. You it's, can't be here. And you're like waving, thinking that they were like, like a fan of there. yours. I, I, they were a fan. I brought some signed shirts. Would you like one? They're like, sir, could you leave? It's, like, it's just too early to be here at a KFC. We don't uh, serve thought they recognized them. <laughs> my favorite KFC Featuring Mahoney moment. Okay, third and final one. Here we go. This uh, this woman ordered the wrong sandwich, got angry when the worker wouldn't make her the right one. Here we go. Doesn't take that long to put egg and bread together. You don't want to make sandwiches? There's hundreds of billions of places higher. Why are you putting away the sandwich? Then, what the f are you giving it away and trying to get out? I paid for it. You sound even stupider, she says. A, I think that's a Starbucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, it sounds creakly. I could, I could get by that. Starbucks not on the list, but really? Dun Dunkin' is on the list. There we go. There's a Dunkin', there's a Chick-fil-A, and there's an Arby's. That's a that's Dunkin'. a that's a Dunkin'. Okay, Julie. Fine. I I agree it's a Dunkin'. For the win, Dunkin' is Dunkin' on it. Correct. Dunkin' on it. That's right. That's how we do. That's how we do. Congratulations, Mahoney. On your victory today. <laughs> well done, Mahoney. This is the Dave, Dave and Mahoney, Mahoney Show. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. You know, there's a lot of people in this world that have to deal with all sorts of trials and tribulations, but none greater than those of Audrey Drake. Uh, just yesterday, you encountered a situation where you took a fairly lengthy nap and you woke up grumpy. I did, and I think that I would like... Everyone to apologize to me because whenever I run into you and I'm grumpy, you act like it's my fault. You act like because I'm grumpy, it is my fault when it, it was said nap's fault and I can't control the outcome of the nap, who I'm going to be whenever I wake up from my little slumber. Yeah, how am I supposed to know that that's the version that we're going to get on the outcome of that nap? How could that possibly be your responsibility? It's just not. It's not. And so just to be clear here, we're not normally around you when you wake up from your nap. So you're not talking about us specifically. You're talking about just when you venture out into the world, you just want everyone to... Apologize to me. feverishly apologizing for you being... For the way that you're treating me. Right. Uh, no, that makes sense. Because most Perfect people sense. are not being as nice as they could be. Could be nicer. You know, if you see that I'm grumpy, clearly, I need like flowers or something. I don't know. You want people... How food long delivered. delivered. How long flowers. was your nap? 
two hours. That's not your problem. Not enough. That's too much. That's no, too it's not enough. Anything more than 90 minutes, you're going to wake up all grumpy. I was seriously so annoyed whenever I woke up, you know, because <laughs> it's actually funny because, Dave, you sent me a meme that's something to the effect of, like, me waking up from my four-hour accidental nap or something. It's, like a, it's like a targeted. polar bear, like, stumbling out of hibernation, just, like, hair <laughs> everywhere. Legit. I had, like... A, f- a print on my cheek. <laughs> I was so tired. So whenever I woke up, Dustin, came, my husband, came uh, to... Congratulations. Uh, I just wanted everybody to Is know. that why you woke up crummy? <laughs> I didn't sleep he well. Came, I don't know I, why. Yeah. <laughs> he came over. I was over. asleep the whole time. I was not supposed to know. So, but he came into the room and he had just gotten back from his workout. So he was feeling good. And I was just... Man. Oh, that's the worst. Like, somebody's all energetic. Oh. Like, whoa, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Get out of here. Like, Get out of here. I just woke up. I just woke up. So do you have, like, my, my, wife, ever, my wife does that too. Give me there, the there is nothing that I like, just, it just makes you feel like a bigger you're piece a of gar- garbage. Like when you're napping and then they come into the room to like go shower and Ugh. you're like, you've been sleeping for two hours. Ugh. Get out of here. And you're like, oh, oh. What what you you flexing on me now? You live here now. Uh-huh. You haven't lived here for the last two hours. Where you been? Do you know what the most offensive <laughs> thing is? Is that as you're going to bed for your little nap, your little mm-hmm. siesta, and maybe this happens during the week, maybe on the weekend or whatever. You tell yourself, or at least I do, like once I just get this little rest, I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna be able to accomplish so much. I'm gonna be refreshed, yeah. ready to go. Mm-hmm. And that is a lie. Every time I I wake up and I'm like, I want to do nothing. Like, let me stumble down, shuffle downstairs and get my coffee and then just sit in front of the computer and click away. Like, I don't want to, I have no desire to go for the jog that I told myself that I was going to pre-nap. Why do we wake up from a normal sleep just completely normal, but a two-hour nap, you wake up confused, you don't know where you're at, what day it is. What day it is, what time it is. I think that we should all just wear, I don't know, like a, I don't know, some sort of nap. Like, if I wear a hat that says... Chronic napper on it. You should be kind to me. Because everybody, or like a graphic tee. Maybe put like a sleepy little bear on the front of that graphic tee. A, a snoozing cat of some sort. Just so that you know that I am grumpy that day. Mm-hmm. Have you ever yeah. woken up oh, from a nap, like physically exhausted though? Like, like my body being, hurts and like I'm nauseous. I felt like yes. I've worked out. Like <laughs> I woke up yesterday from my nap and my, like, I was like, like my heart was like, felt like it was like I was, I was running. Mahoney, how would you know what it feels like to work out? I don't know, man. Dumbasses. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. How do you really feel? Tell, Tell us. I call into Dave and Mahoney show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. I take Florida is just a humid Walmart. Message deleted. Nah, man. I like Florida. Florida is metal, and I just love the idea of living in the villages. We've talked about this a lot over the years. The villages are, it's it's a retirement-esque community. Yeah. There's certain parts where you have to be a certain age, but everyone is always totally drunk on golf carts all of the time. They have, I believe, 365 nights of concerts every mm-hmm. single year. They have live music, like, out of the pavilions at these little parks Everyone just rip-roaring, having a good time, having golf cart battles of whatever political figure that they support. Like, it is just... The wrinkliest like swinger parties you could imagine. It's Do you a- remember that story about the the loofahs mm-hmm. that people would put on their cars when they would go out to the to the local Walmarts and indicate what type of swinging they were into? That's the villages in Florida. And that's what we're into. That's, what, that's where I want to be. That's where we were going to retire someday, Dave. I mean, Mahoney, you've got a lot of Tommy Bahama shirts with pineapples on them. Dave, I've, uh, I've been preparing for... 
for this moment. You know, we you were have. talking about earlier in the show, people prepping, you know, uh, doomsday prepping. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm doing the exact opposite. I feel like if I was going to swing with an old person, the fact that I would have to uh, remove like a layer of skin in order to get to like where I was going, mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be kind of weird. Like you, you mentioned wrinkles earlier. Yeah. That kind of freaked me out. It did. I never really thought about it until you, you were talking about the wrinkles mm-hmm. and then just like the layers. Oh, like you'll peeling be, back the layers. Girl, you're going to be so Botoxed out. You don't have to worry about wrinkles. Me? Yeah, you'll be no, fine. No, I'm talking about the people. But what? That's not what I meant. Oh, it's not? She's talking about the older folk, <laughs> not her. <laughs> not her. I, I thought you meant in your in your future years, you know, down the road from no, now. No, that's your, no, you all going to the villages is your dream. That's uh, your walls thing. Oh, that's not your dream? Absolutely not. Ugh. Yeah, rude. Too good for it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, I just want to. No, you can live in a different retirement community. I don't care. You look at me and all of the things that you know that I post of like cabins in the woods somewhere. No. You think I want to go to the villages? You know how much a cabin in the woods I mean, costs, yeah, especially everyone, when you're old? Everyone wants a cabin in the woods, and then you realize villages, close enough. A little more economical. We got a Costco. They got concerts every night and golf carts. They need to legalize driving drunk in a golf cart in the villages, though. Like, whoever is the next, like, governor. If you, if you want us to live there, that, that's 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 your, whoever's the mayor of the villages, you got to figure that out. You can, they, they, you know, set up like like they have at pool or at uh, bowling alleys, you know, just little bumpers for the drunken golf carts. Yeah, yeah man. Like, nice so we're safe. not causing a menace out yeah. on the regular roadways. Right. We're just all drunk bouncing off bumpers be on the way home it's in fine. our own lane, like a bike lane. Audrey's way of saying it. The more you know. Yeah, Audrey's way wins. Much more clear and concise. Message deleted. I don't know what you're talking about, but I agree. Sure. I agree. I am always right. (laughs) That's all I heard. Dave, throw that Worcestershire away. That little plastic thing can be popped off. I just looked at my bottle. It pops off easy. Oh, my God. Throw that Wait, bye. Message deleted. So if you missed the story, I got some Worcestershire sauce delivered uh, via Instacart. My wife did a little grocery order because we just needed a few things. She didn't want to load up all the kids in the car and take them to the store. It made sense. And the uh, the Worcestershire sauce, Worcestershire, mm-hmm. Worcestershire, mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the little wrap on the top, the little plastic thing, it's- appeared to have been popped off. And then when I actually opened it, the little tinfoil thing that you actually peel off was also loose. And I was curious, like, should I risk this? It could have been tampered with. I could die, or I could have Worcestershire sauce tonight. Because you needed it for your sloppy chose. If and I chose potential death. And you're Look still at here. Me, I'm fine. Nobody out there who's trying to poison some people are going with Worcestershire sauce. It's too expensive. I feel like expensive items are not going to get bought unless it's the long con and or the also, long game. how often are you buying Worcestershire sauce and how often are you using it in amounts that could kill you? Well, see, that's the thing. It's Maybe the slow, low it, dose. It, it could be the long or game. Or what, 10 years? I think I've yeah. had the same <laughs> bottle of Worcestershire sauce for 10 years. Have you ever done that where you've moved like four times and then you realize it's the same bottle of Worcestershire sauce that's been with you in eight states? <laughs> well, I've got a question because remember I got that awesome package of Duke's mayonnaise yet, like all over the summer? Oh, yeah. It apparently is all expired. Oh, it is? But I'm going to still, um, it says Best Buy, which I feel like. Oh, that doesn't mean it's that's expired. expired. We got some leniency. Dude, you got to yeah. talk to my wife. My wife will, she's not scared by any sort of Best Buy She do a little sniffer test? Yeah, she's like, if it smells okay. 
I'm going in. And that's why our wives are the real MVPs, <laughs> because my best buy date was like 2003, uh-huh. and my wife is still using me every day. That's right. It's fine. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. All of the scare tactics that we grew up with, that if you do marijuana, you are going to become a hardcore drug user. Every single drug that is out there, every single pharmaceutical rep is going to be knocking on your door trying to give you the latest pills. Why are you? Why did you become a Southern pastor for I don't a know. second there? It feels like that's the sort of person that would be telling you that. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, anybody who smoked weed knows that it's that's not the case. A review of 10 previous studies involving about 8,400 people Prescribed medication to treat opioid use disorder found no link between cannabis and the rate of illicit opioid use. Yeah, it's not the gateway drug. I mean, I find it very interesting that whenever we are using opioid addiction, uh, we're trying to look elsewhere for the reason and the root cause of opioid addiction whenever the the answers could not be more plain as day. Look, I'm not one of these people that is going to sit here and, uh, and shame the generation before us because all of us have got our own vices and our own sure. problems. But, you know, when you look at the generation that was telling us about how marijuana was going to lead us into the depths of hell as the gateway drug that it was. And, like, meanwhile, all y'all are smoking two packs a day while just being totally drunk all of the time. Y'all were drunk driving with your baby in the front seat, drunk man. driving. Y'all didn't even have car <laughs> seats and everyone's sitting on your lap while you got a can of beer in your hand. Listen, I was actually... Shout out to the drunk neighbors that I had because they did teach me a lot. They were teaching me how to ride a bike. While drunk? While drunk. Yeah, you told us the story about yeah. how the person that was teaching you how to ride a bike, you distinctly remember them being drunk, which is a really interesting thing to remember at that age. And you know what? Now I crash all the time because I was dr- I was taught by drunk people, and now <laughs> I have an opioid addiction. Your, your, your equilibrium's all <laughs> that messed up. That was my up. gateway drug. <laughs> They're well, like, just go towards the light and run into whatever happens if you need to stop. The interesting thing about this study that came out, though, is that, yes, uh, marijuana is not a gateway drug to opioids, but it also is not a... It's not a cure to it. It is not either. Right. Like, there yeah. is, it does not help you get off of opioids. Also, as we have known, you know, if you're addicted to opioids, which, you know, unfortunately in this country so many people are, the only thing that's going to get you off is either methadone, methadone. Or, go, or going just cold turkey. It's almost like opioid addiction is started by... Opioids, guys, and mm. then heroin addiction is the start, or opioids is the start of a heroin. Yeah, because heroin's easier to get than uh, opioids. the opioids. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that the pharmaceutical companies that hand out opioids do not have our best interest in mind? I, it's I refuse almost to believe like, that. You know, maybe they're trying to cushion their own pockets. Mm, maybe make some money off of the backs of people, regardless of how they're selling their pills. They don't care. Actually, no, I take it all back. It's marijuana. Weird how that right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's weed. It, marijuana is the devil. Opioids are just fine because a doctor prescribes them to you. Sure. Uh, but weed, not the boogeyman, is the takeaway here for This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. I mean, I think it's fairly safe to say that comic book collectors are a little eccentric, maybe even a little weird in some people's eyes, but... There's some of them that are also very, very rich. I mean, the fact that the Amazing Spider-Man, number one, auctioned off for $1.38 million is just wild to me. The uh, copy of the Amazing Spider-Man, number one, from March 1963, auctioned off. It was a record-breaking almost $1.4 million. I mean, there's a lot of of comic books out there worth a whole lot of money, Dave. I wouldn't say they're weird or eccentric. It's just they find... 
It's a hobby that makes them happy. Bunch and, of rich dorks. Mm, rich dorks, yeah. Those are the best kind of dorks. I'm not saying that they're not the best kind. I'm just saying there's a bunch the, of rich dorks. Those are the ones you need to marry. For sure. What, as opposed to like poor dorks? Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what <laughs> so, <laughs> so Coachella has announced their lineup, and the thing that got the most buzz is that no doubt is going to be headlining Coachella this year. I thought the lineup was pretty weak. In in, in all honesty, I mean, everyone thinks. The I mean, lineup no, is weak I think no doubt year. is solid on there. But I mean, really, Tyler the Creator and Lana Del Rey are your two big headliners. Don't forget Doja Cat. Um, no, see, Doja Cat actually, I think, is bigger than uh, than <laughs> than Tyler the Creator. Mountain. Oh no, but Tyler the Creator. He has a long history with Coachella. But I mean, really? Eh. I mean, he pulls at festivals. I know he's not commercial. I mean, it, it won't make sense to anybody who's not his fan. But I mean, he will, you will see the numbers for him. I was shocked at Lana. But both of them, I think, are festival bands. Like, that's where you see their fans come out. Blur and Sublime also on the bill. Uh, no Doubt's appearance marks their first live performance as a band for almost a decade going all the way back and to the And the Deftones are going to be on there as well. Deftones so, are on there I mean, as well. I, I thought No Doubt and the Deftones were kind of like the, you know, the nice uh, heritage bands on there. But I just feel like there's so many other uh, festivals that are out there right now that, it, you know, Coachella's kind of lost its, what made it special, I think, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And so now it just kind of kind of blends in. I said, yeah, but, oh, I mean, Coachella's not for us, dude. Like, that's... I mean, <laughs> like, Sure, it's, it's lost but I special like, like to us, but I mean, like the, the kids still love Coachella. It's well, still because like, it's Co- they like Coach. I think they like Coachella because it's Coachella. You could put literally anybody on there, I mean. and it's going to show up. But yeah. there's still so many other uh, venues out there, or so many other things. You know, like you take uh, the Hinderlands Festival. It looks great. Mm-hmm. The, the Innings Festival is always good. The one that they have up in the Bay Area is always fantastic. Uh, with with bottle rocks, so, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, even the uh, Bonnaroo has got a you know a big lineup this year, just like every single year. So I mean, there's so many festivals to choose from. Um, I just like the fact that no doubt is getting together. They feel like a really good choice to be a headliner for Coachella. That feels like it's very. On I brand. agree. Me. So Mahoney Adam Sandler is rolling out a new movie. I know that you're a huge Adam Sandler. I do fan. love Adam Sandler. Uh, this one's called Spaceman. Hell yeah. And uh, Adam Sandler meets a mysterious creature in a sci-fi drama. Can anybody pull off the range that Adam Sandler can? Well, is this I a serious movie or is it because a comedy? I think with all you look at like Uncut Gems and, uh, you know, some of the other uh, more serious movies like Punch Drunk Love that he's done, you know, and he's leaning into that those more serious like kind of Oscar contenders. But then you'll have like... Happy Gilmore and The Magnificent Six or whatever that ridiculous first movie he put out on Netflix was. I don't think anybody else has the range of Sandler. I mean, in it's kind of ridiculous when when you know Steve we Carell. see the movies like Steve Carell's a good example. He can't do he can't do movies that bad though. Oh, you're saying range of like good and also yes. bad. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's because nobody he really just makes great pieces. There's nobody <laughs> who does such awful movies and such amazing movies, and then a whole bunch of like really middling and movies where celebrated. he's just dating Jennifer Aniston or Drew Barrymore. Yeah. <laughs> those are good movies. Those, yeah. those those lean well. That's hilarious. And maybe not surprising, the Emmys did the worst numbers ever. So the 75th Emmy Awards 
Another dip in viewership. 4.3 million viewers tuned into Fox so for that this one. this is so, surprising yeah. to me, though, because we just saw on the exact opposite end of that one of the best viewings for Golden the Golden Globes. Yeah. Well, best in recent years, not ever. I mean, the fact... Well, it, was but, a, but, it was a huge jump, but it was because it moved from NBC to CBS. And I think that's what plays a factor into all of these things. Correct. CBS still showing that it's the most dominant television network they're, you know, Fox doing better than NBC, and NBC is just a uh, a shell of what it used to be. Yeah, despite the decline, Fox actually considers it a win, considering it represents the network's most watched Monday unscripted telecast in over eight years. Wow. Which, yeah. more than anything, is just indicative of how everything on TV is struggling exactly. right now. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So what is the most expensive or over-the-top ticket that you have ever gotten? Chris is on the line with us today. What's up, Chris? So what happened was I was, you know, being in my 20s and whatnot and, you know, imbibing out from, you know, late afternoon until midnight-ish. So I was doing the responsible thing, and I was, you know, going to leave my car there and walk to a lady friend's house. However, I didn't realize that it snowed about, you know, two feet while I was in the bar. Because you were in the bar for 10 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Two foot of snow. Two feet, not two foot, sorry. They plowed the roads nicely, but nobody shoveled yet because, well, it was nighttime. Nobody's going to shovel. Right. Anyway, so I'm walking on the edge of the road responsibly. It's middle of the night. No streetlights or anything really in this area. Around the corner behind me comes came this car no headlights on i'm like oh crap there's a car i gotta get out of the road so i try and get out of the road i stumble into the snowbank of course it's the local pd so i end up getting a drunk in public when i'm doing the most responsible thing and, and the streets were the only thing that got on. plowed that night. That's I know. A, what, what a, a shame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did you make it to your lady friend's house after <laughs> the ticket? They, they, they were nice and dropped me off. They did. Okay. Oh, that's almost okay. That's like Uber before Uber that's existed. Way better. What yeah. in the privilege? Well, you literally, <laughs> you got a drunk in public and they were like, sorry, man, here's your ticket. Now go get laid. Man, he's so white they couldn't find him in the snowbank. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for the call, Chris. <laughs> what in the, what privilege is that? Uh, Gabe joining us today. What's up, Gabe? Hi. Uh, on my Harley, my license plate said I-D-G-A-F. Mm. I don't give a f- Hey, 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 hey. Sorry about that. I rode with the Boggles MC. I used to get pulled over constantly. Metro, Northtown, gang units. And every time I'd stop, they'd pull me over 45 minutes. And three tickets later, horrible. Did you decide to ever give up that license plate, though? That's the perfect license plate. I wouldn't have. No, sir. No, sir. And it was a perfect acronym for me. Dave, thanks for the call. Today. I appreciate you. Uh, Tammy joining us today. What's up, Tammy? Hey, yeah. Well, I, I've got a quick story. I didn't get fined or anything, but uh, I was like 10 years old, and a friend and I were walking across the freeway overpass, and decided to throw rocks down at the cars. Not big rocks, but little pebbles. And a couple of minutes later, police car pulled up and said he saw what we were doing from down there, and they put us in the back of the cop car and drove us home to our parents and told us what we did. 
Yeah, I you're feel fine. like you're if fine. you're dropping rocks, rocks off the overpass, and I a, feel like you're 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 making this up. Those I'm, are bigger rocks. I'm shocked. <laughs> I, I swear this happened. This, this happened, and I I mean never went to the back of a cup car. Tammy's out here throwing like bricks. <laughs> it's got How? boulders. Like Wiley Coyote. Well, I mean, but really though, you hear about uh, I I had a friend of mine whose dad used to throw pennies out of the of his window oh, no, that's to a, make that's people. Defensive. That's a defensive mechanism. But that's just wild. I mean, I've thrown me. I've thrown a handful of change at a car. What? From my car. So when I was getting into a fight with somebody, terrifying. yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually uh, get in trouble for this, but some of my friends did. It was our senior trip, and we went. I was living in South Carolina, and we went up to Washington D.C. And all of us were staying in a hotel, and you put a bunch of, you know, seniors in a hotel together, and it's going to be fairly problematic. For we sure. went onto the roof of the of the hotel, and to to your point, Tammy, about throwing things at cars. Uh, it wasn't so much throwing as more launching <gasps> because somebody brought a water balloon launcher. Oh, okay. Well, so that's we not were, a rock. <laughs> we, were, we were launching water balloons onto the interstate, and they were falling onto cars, and uh, that's fairly dangerous, as we were told. Hey, kids, these are things you don't do. There's a reason why there were tickets involved in this. The, you're, you're lucky you didn't hurt someone. I know. The, well, multiple kids got busted for it, and they did not dime us out. They got sent home from the uh, from the senior trip got in big trouble, and they asked who was all in on it, and some of those kids kept their damn mouth shut. Still appreciate you today, Marcus. Tammy, did out. you, when you were arrested, or when you were put in the back of the police car and they dropped you off at home, how bad were you crying? Well, I was, I mean, I was a pretty innocent kid, so I didn't really, you know, think it was a big deal. I didn't understand what I was doing, but yeah, I, I... That, that was the most terrifying thing that really has happened with me with the law in my life. And never, you know, never again did I do anything. That was that it. I she was scared just, straight in that moment. Wow. So and that's why you tell your, was, it's yeah. like no more handcuffs. <laughs> Call or text us at 833-YO-DUMMY. And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. I think most of us have been in trouble with the law to some degree. And, you know, like sweet Tammy that we just had on the phone, the worst thing that's ever happened to her, she's been put in the back of a cop car temporarily. I'd say that's doing pretty well. Jeff joining us today. Jeff, what about you, brother? Hey, so uh, worst ticket I ever got was actually a pretty funny story because, um, you know, I drive uh, as, a, as a bug guy for a living. So there's a bridge and a cop was hiding out there. And uh, I was I was doing about 65 and a 45, and he pulls over, he pulls me over, and he says, I know you bug guys got to get from one end of town to the other. And I said, yeah. Um, he goes, but can you slow it down a little bit? And I said, yeah, it's even worse because my boss sleeps with my wife. And he goes, what? And I said, boss sleeps with my wife. I go, but I'm the boss. And he goes, dude, get out of here. Here's your $200 seatbelt ticket. He gave you, he still, you had that joke on lock, and he still gave you a $200 ticket? Yeah. Got work on your stand up, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that joke did not hit. Yeah. <laughs> rewrite it. Rewrite it. Hey, thanks for shopping. Yeah, we're shopping. Thanks for the call today, Jeff. Appreciate you. Ed, what's up, man? You uh, you had an experience hey. with a motorcycle? Yeah, we had uh, in high school, we put five people on a bike. And we were going to cruise down the alley to my house. And as soon as we started rolling, a cop turned and came up the alley and started laughing. Well, yeah, you've got, got five out. people on a motorcycle. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, no, we weren't in India either. We were here. So, uh, yeah. and he wrote us for, yeah, no, no proper foot pegs and or seats. And how? What? <laughs> and, and how did you have people on? I mean, like, how, 
How are they How are they on the bike, though? Were there, like, two on the handlebars, two on the back, and then one guy just standing? Or how was the? How did you get five people on a motorcycle? And you're not in Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> two on the tank and three on the seat. There you go. What year I hope you guys this? were close friends. <laughs> it sounds like no, you were. This is like 1970. So, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call. I mean, appreciate you. You got to love it, though. I mean, if you're an officer and you see that, you got to just, like, that's, you know. Give a little gig, a little giggle. Many, much worse things you could be dealing with that day. This is David Mahoney. New message. Call the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail. 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Please leave a message after the tone. God, please save me from your followers. Message deleted. Who is following you around? There are followers. If they're following you around, they're your followers. Isn't that what you want? People following you. I don't want people following me. That's why I like radio. It's because nobody knows what I look like. I mean, you were... Otter is just talking about the story of you being all excited when you got noticed outside of a fast food window. But those are super fans. Those are true fans. Those aren't... Like, I don't want to be famous because fame sucks, especially when you're broke like I am. Like, you can't be famous and broke. That is a bad time. That's how you end up like Andy Dick. Like, whatever, you know, horrible... You always hear horrible stories about him because he's broke and he's famous and it's never good. But, like, you know, having... You know, true fans, like I do at most fast food restaurants. That's different, Dave. Those aren't fans. They're working. Mm. <laughs> they hand you your food. You're like, thank you. I thank know, you so I, much. I, know, they know I only get this type of service here. So They I know my name. It. Yeah. <laughs> because they asked for it when you placed your order. <laughs> That's besides the point, sir. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, guys. So the reason diesel and gasoline don't work in the same engine is because diesel is actually heavier than gasoline making it having it a higher flash point therefore regular cars have a lower flash point and run on lower fuel message you know what i don't like Hmm. like have you ever been to like a a bp like a british petroleum like a gas station oh sure bp like their their pumps are all green like and i always associate that with diesel and, like, I know there's going to be a time where I'm just, you know, you've been driving for eight, ten hours. You're just kind of, like, loopy. You pull in there and you put accidentally put in the wrong gas. You fear really interesting things to me. The fact that you are worried that you are going to have been driving for eight to ten hours, mm-hmm. be very tired, stop at a BP, and not pay attention to the pump, and then put diesel into your vehicle. And the fact that you would even think about that series of unlikely events because you're not even driving. Is start pretty unbelievable. You're not driving ten hours anywhere. I you're drive, just not. I drive way more than everybody here. Okay, but not consecutively. Twenty minutes more a day. I feel like you're prideful in this. That. That I drive more than everybody here? Yeah, you said that like, with like a, so much pride. As if that's an accomplishment. It is. No, it's not. I'm the most experienced. <laughs> Did you? You're actually like, I'm replaying that moment in my head because I'm a woman. So I was doing that. And I was like, wait a second. He was really. I drive more than anyone else here. <laughs> yeah. As if your commute to work is eight to ten hours and you're going to be exhausted so and then tired. stop Such at all the guy. BPs. But the fear I have. It's a fear that I Again, have. Again, the things what? that you fear are fascinating mm-hmm. to me. Please leave a message after the tone. If I had the parallel part to save my life, I'd be dead. Message deleted. You know what? I I like when people can't parallel park because I feel like then, if necessary, I could step in 
and save the day. There's not a lot of things in life where I can do that. Like if there's a fire in an orphanage, I'm very sorry. That's not for me. See, self-awareness is important. Yes. If somebody's life depends on being able to parallel park, that is one of the very few things I could step in and do. Delusional heroism is an epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. stop attempting to be the hero for all scenarios. You're not the main character. Nope. Like, have some self-awareness. No, Dave, you would let children burn to death if it was in an orphanage, apparently, because you're not going to run Because I in. want to, but I just know my limitations. Me and fire. Because they would have to save mix. you as well. Yeah. Yes. I'm so heavy yeah. compared to the orphans. You should take 10 kids out too. or one Dave. You yeah. pick. <laughs> They're not choosing me. <laughs> I've wasted my life. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Stories about people who read at a fourth grade level. If you can see, this here is my trailer. It's the Redneck Report yeah. on Dave and Mahoney. So our first story takes us to the villages in Florida, our favorite place, Mahoney. There was a man who was wanted in three different states, and he was found sleeping at a local church. His name is Ralph. He was wanted in three states, arrested after he was found sleeping at a local church, he is 42 years old, had been warned multiple times to stay off of the church's property, and uh, faces charges of trespassing and being held without bond, and he is wanted in Georgia, Michigan, and Ohio, somehow found his way to Florida, and now he is in trouble there as well. Ralph, what are you doing, buddy? I mean, also, sleeping in a church, the pews, those aren't comfortable. So uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just, that's a good way to get uh, a crick in your back. Am I the only one that's really creeped out by churches at night when the lights are off? I don't know what it is. Maybe I went to too many lock-ins at churches when I was a child. Well, but. anywhere that is dark and in a large space whenever your child is absolutely freaky. Yeah. I mean, I think that churches, dark churches, number one, number two, your grandma's basement. Grandma's basement, terrifying. It always smelled like a water park down there. Why so mold? Why? Lots of mold. It's all the so boxes moldy. that haven't been moved in uh, decades. Dusty, moldy. Probably. Yes. How many, I mean, you said you went to a bunch of church lock-ins when you were younger? Yeah. Do you think they, do they still do church lock-ins, or is that I something that's kind of like gone? So. I don't think so, because think, now that cell phones exist and evidence can be pro- <laughs> provided should things go awry, I don't think church lock-ins. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. You can text us at 833-YO-DUMMY. Do church lock-ins still happen? Do lock-ins. Lock-ins in general, because, I mean, do you remember the roller skating? The skating lock-ins? The skating the, dude, you were definitely getting some over-the-pants action at a skating and lock-in. That's why, that's why I was never allowed had, to go to the skating lock-ins. That's why I always had to go to the church lock-ins. Well, guess what was also happening to the church lock-ins, Mom and Dad? Over-the-pants action. That's right. That was my first kiss at church lock-in. Church lock-in? Yeah. Was it, because I participated in a couple of these, a game of spin the bottle? Or was what? it just... Where were your oh, counselors? I have no idea. It was truth or dare, but close. Truth or dare, yeah, spin yeah. the bottle, all that. Like, what? Well, there was, like, one youth pastor who just fell asleep halfway through it. What? Meanwhile, all these kids are just going buck wild. They separated yeah. us. Did they really? Absolutely. You cannot co-ed sleep. Oh, we weren't sleeping. The whole no. thing is you'd stay up all night. Yeah, they would let us run night. free, and we yeah. snuck into one of the little rooms. And it was like one of the classrooms where yeah, you had yeah, Sunday exactly. school. That's exactly what happened what? to me, too. And Jesus <laughs> was watching the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he, like, he knew you were going to kiss then. <laughs> he was watching. He knew you were going to kiss. <laughs> you sinner. So this is maybe the uh, the strangest story that we've had in the Redneck Report in just a moment. A Florida man by the name of Troy was taken into custody after he was spotted in somebody's backyard wearing... Underwear around his neck? Mm. The uh, the Cape Coral Police Department showed up, and the, the call was for a prowler. Upon arrival, officers found him lying on his stomach near the seawall. He was wearing a gray hoodie, black shorts, and underwear around his neck. He claimed that he was running for exercise along the canal and using the underwear to protect his face from the cold. 
However, two men reported confronting him, and one of them recognized him from a previous incident where he was stealing bonsai plants. What a weird... I mean, I feel like this is totally made up because it's such a weird series of events. Right. Like, you're in the backyard wearing underwear around your neck, and then somebody recognizes you as the bonsai plant you never thief. Put, like, I could see, like, if it's tidy whities pulling that over your head. And, like, you using the middle part as, as, like, the individuals. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So I was having a conversation with the uh, the wife yesterday, and she said, hey, our uh, our daughter's birthday party is this weekend. My oldest is turning eight years old. And so we have a big party that is planned, which is very exciting because love celebrating little Sienna. She's just the sweetest little girl, and so an opportunity to kind of, like, let her have her big day is always really exciting. That's so she sweet. she has, like, her friends coming over. She's really into cheerleading right now and kind of, like, a cheerleading-themed party on uh, on Saturday, which is a good time. And then I think it's so it's cute. Like, what kind of cheerleading? Like, bring it on? Uh, well, so they're, they're, like, they're going to have like little matching shirts, and then one of the girls that she's classmates with, her older sister is like a high school cheerleader. Okay. So they're going to come over and like teach him a cheer Aww. and this whole thing, and it's really, sweet. again, my wife is really, really good at planning all of that stuff. But then on Monday, which is my daughter's actual birthday, you know what her request was? What's that? I mean, she wants to go do to like the urban air and like do like, you know, that type of stuff. But then for dinner, same thing she always asked for, hibachi. She I love that she's a little hibachi, hibachi. girl. <laughs> loves it, There man. is something about white people gravitating towards hibachi for a birthday. <laughs> Why is it that white people love Dude, a tossed shrimp I and a little it. smiley face made out of oil Saki, that they light Saki, on fire? Saki, I don't know. It's something about the fire, I think. We're just yeah. drawn to it, drawn to the flame. The volcano, <laughs> uh, the onion volcano. The onion volcano is always And I always film it like it's the first time I've ever seen it. The egg in the hat. <laughs> right? <laughs> Have you seen the like the hip hop hibachi? No, I haven't. There, where they where they actually like are busting out beats and rapping now while the they hibachi? do that. So they're doing they're doing like the beats with the little uh, little tong things. I you, love that. Have you seen they have like home hibachi, hibachi things now? Where it's not the same at all. It's home. not the same, but like the hibachi chefs will come to your house and they'll like set up. Oh, but yes, a, I have seen adults that. Adults have gotten into like the home hibachi where like they'll come and set up in the backyard. Love it. And you have like the whole group of people because I don't know, maybe it's a throwback to the youth because hibachi food, if we're going to call it like it is, is always fairly mid. Yeah. It's I mean, it experience. tastes like hibachi. You have to it's have the, the pomp and of. circumstance to make it like, you know, any any food you take out. It's like, so funny that you say that, though, Audrey, because we do film it every single time. Every time. There. And it's literally the exact same routine. Like, I don't know who came up with the hibachi routine where it's like the smiley face and then they do the... Flipping those little spatulas everywhere. And then they take the egg and they throw the egg up in the air and then split it in Cut half. Cut like, pocket. Oh, Oh, or the, the pocket. pocket. The hat? Have you seen the hat? <laughs> it's ah. the same routine, just burying choreo- choreograph. So my, my wife told me <laughs> that my mother-in-law might be coming in to celebrate my daughter's birthday. Oh, not wonderful. A surpri- not great. a surprise there. That's great. Did she say how long she'll be staying? Ah, so that's the question that I have for you. Oh, okay. How long do you think that this visit has been proposed for? Two weeks. That's my. That was what my guess was going to be as well. It's a good guess. Two weeks is a good stint. I mean, you. I mean, she she's traveling all the way from Seattle. Yeah, exactly. that's a, that's a that's not a short flight. A little longer. I mean, it's a little like longer. Two hours. Three weeks. Yeah, it's a th- more like three weeks. Yeah, because we're we're talking about you know going to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you know we need somebody to watch the kids because you don't want to take the kids to like. How the- are you going to complain when she's going to watch those grandbabies well, for you? Well, because there's like three weeks between now and the Super Bowl when that were to happen. You see. So- see, but I mean, flying back and forth that would be a nuisance, and she's already got the mother-in-law suite. It's not a mother-in-law suite. It is the mother-in-law it's suite. It's not a mother. I've been to it's your a, house. It's, it's a guest room for mm. all guests. It's, your, it's her room. That's who's, her bedroom. Who's been in that room the most? 
Me. Oh, have you? <laughs> David Mahoney. I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call Yo Dummy. There's nothing you can say they haven't heard before. Leave us a message by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. Okay, guys, that's enough about the food. You're killing me over here. Rice Krispie bars, how much other stuff. Message deleted. You know, we don't do that by choice. With The the food talk just evolves at a certain point during the show. You can tell all of us start to get hungry, and then the food talk escalates, and then people start piling on. You know, we were talking about the Rice Krispie treats, and then somebody brought up, I'd never even heard of the alternative Rice Krispie treats, where it's the same concoction, but instead of Rice Krispies, you use like the Reese's Puffs or Captain Crunch or Lucky whatever. Charms. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one mm-hmm. thing I think we can all bond over, and I think that one of the things early on that Audrey and I bonded over is just our love for awful, awful food. Yeah, man. It is the marshmallow bond between us mm-hmm. that makes us one rice. You guys are bound together like a rice We aren't the store-bought ones either. We're the handmade ones because the store-bought ones, occasionally I'll get, I'll get lazy and buy the store-bought Rice Krispie Treats too damn sweet. So, They're just ne- they never have the right sweetness to them. There is a, that is a superpower to be able to make really good, like the thick, gooey Rice Krispie oh, treats. Dude, I'll eat a whole tray. I want to, oh God. Like if my, my wife, like my wife really doesn't cook, mm-hmm. but if she made Rice Krispie treats, I would probably weigh 600 pounds. One of the best, sidestep to the left real quick. Um, one of the best things that has been propagated by fitness influencers is a Rice Krispie treat that's supposedly supposed to be a good, like, middle of the workout Rice Krispie treat treat. Wait, that's a thing where, like, you're halfway through a workout like, and you like, just so chief a Rice Krispie treat? Yeah. For, really? like, the carbs or something? I, or the sugar because huh. it, like, pumps up your... I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. I, Rice Krispie treat propaganda. I'm here for it. enjoy a Rice Krispie treat if you just work out for four hours a day. I've eaten, and I'll be honest, I've eaten an entire tray of Rice Krispie treats. That's like a not whole shocking. Ba- That's a whole not baking shocking at all. Thing if you told us that you one. never worked out for four hours at a time, I'd be floored, but you plowing through a whole tray of or Rice Krispie treats. Or that you had treats. like willpower for a corner section. <laughs> if you stopped yourself of you. from eating an entire tray of Rice Krispie treats, <laughs> I would be like, be whoa, shocking. you did what? You did? Wow. Audrey, I just want to let you know, it is unfortunate that uh, we can no longer find the movies you want to see that are being uh, fed to us uh, during shows on uh, streaming services. But rest assured, you can find an awful lot of drugs out there that are probably fifteen to $30,000 a year for the prescription. But remember, never take them if you are allergic to them. Message Speaking of drugs and movies, I watched Con Air for the first time last night. <gasps> Welcome aboard. What did you think of Nicolas Cage and his flowing hair? I was so shocked that I thought that Nicolas Cage did a good job because I've he only did do a good job. I've only ever known Nicolas Cage being good in like National Treasure. Like okay. that's because that's I'm 32. Right? That's kind of like in yeah. my generic. Have you never like, seen Leaving Las Vegas? No. He won a. I think he won an Academy he Award did. for so that. That's, no, that's, it was Raising Arizona, wasn't it? No, I think it was Leaving Las Vegas. He won. Maybe you're right. Or Elizabeth Shue did too, but. Mm. So I haven't seen good Nick Cage. So whenever I was watching it, again, I was like, what are you doing here, Dave Chappelle? <laughs> like, where did you and come Steve from? Buscemi. And Steve, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, yeah. I legit, every moment. And uh, John Cusack. Danny Trujillo is in there. What I are mean, you doing here? Trujillo. Trujillo? Trujillo. 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 Trujillo? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, the entire time, I was like, this is a studded what? cast. Where have I been? 
What a treat. How did you get to Con Air, though? Is this something your husband suggested? He just put it on. Was it on TBS? Or it's on Hulu. It was just... He just put it on. He, he said, have you ever, He's like, have you ever seen Con Air? And I was like, absolutely not. And, and he you goes, liked it. We're going we're gonna to watch it That's together. That's wonderful. I mean, they, it was so very... Happy. It was very... He was like, this was the movie of its time. And I was watching it, and I was like, I don't know about all that. I've never known how this felt <laughs> before. Put to, the to be, bunny in put the box. the bunny down. I've never known what it feels like to be like David Koresh where somebody joins your cult. I feel like that's what just happened. I, this is great. You know, it's, it's so funny so that I am now kind of getting into things that have already been a thing for a really long time. Yeah. Like, I'm experiencing for the first time how does it feel like watching me like like experience that? Because I feel like I just went through like the whole Sopranos journey, and I was like the entire time just like talking about how this is the best thing I've ever seen. The only it's time about twenty five years that later, I've felt this sort of feeling before is when my kids were really into Mario. Because oh, I yeah yeah, yeah. And like now you experience. Have, have you seen Gone in sixty seconds yet? No. Well, you've got plans this weekend, girl. <laughs> Please leave a message after the tone. How many photos do you have in your camera roll? And have you ever had to delete a bunch because you ran out of space? I'm looking at you, Audrey. Message deleted. I mean, is that still uh-huh. a thing where you have to delete photos because you run out of space? The, the one, if you update your phone every, like, two or three years, I feel like the space just continues. I think I've got two gigs or a gig, uh, or a, excuse me, not a gig, a terabyte on my phone. I've got this phone's, uh, this, because I lost a bunch of photos. I've only got 7,000 photos on How do you tell how many photos you have? Go to your photo app and then uh-huh. hit albums, and then it should be recents, and it'll, there'll be a little number there. I mean, Dave, you have to have, I mean, I think that most people would believe that I have the most photos, but I don't, but you have to, Dave, because you've got kids. I have 83 or 8,372 photos. I don't even see, like, I've got, I've got 5,900 videos. Oh, yeah. 4,900 selfies. What kind of self-absorbed douche am I? Whoa. 11,000 screenshots. I only have 600 selfies. (laughs) Yeah. Half of my screenshots. I'm like, look at this idiot. This is Dave and Mahoney. Look, I'm not condoning shoplifting. And I can tell you as somebody that has been arrested for shoplifting before that it is no fun getting booked into a into a Greenville County jail on a Thursday night trying to call your parents. They don't answer because it's the middle of the night. You called your parents when you got arrested? Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? I, I don't even know what I was doing. I mean, I, I was my freshman year in college. They lived about two hours away. So what are they going to do? Wake up in the middle of the night and drive two hours to come to the county jail where I am to bail me out. Bro, for you got to have a bail bondsman's card in your wallet at all times back Dude, then. I was 18. I thought I was invincible. I was never going to get busted for anything. I used to shoplift on the reg. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm never getting caught. And then I got caught. As you do. Went to jail, had to wear that jumpsuit. And Mahoney, we've talked about this before. You always, and I are both uh, very, very tall gentlemen of stature. Always cutting off circulation to the newts. Yeah, you got to bend down because the old seam goes right in between the They newts. do that on purpose for us because we're taller than them. Yeah, they're, they're jealous yeah, of us. They are. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> so spend the night in jail for shoplifting. So I would not condone shoplifting. Certainly would not encourage shoplifting. I mean, Otter, you are an avid shoplifter yourself. Would you encourage the youth to shoplift? I mean, I was shoplifting in the era, whatever, like, wait, let me set the scene here. When thongs first hit the the stores. Yeah, the Cisco era. Oh, my God. Our parents were like, what are these things? There's no way I'm going to give my daughter a thong because of course not. So we were all out here stealing thongs. I that's the, that is the that's whenever my fingers started to get sticky. I also Ew, like that sounds to think disgusting. That, that, oh. that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> ah! Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ah, take that out. <laughs> That's in there. 
I also like to think that we uh, that we were respectful shoplifters. You know, we oh, were, the, were you? Yeah, we were the kind that were, that were coming in and like trashing the stores yeah. and stealing you know tens of thousands of you dollars. You left worth it of better than you found. That's it. right. You know, <laughs> we'd steal a few things here and there, some CDs, you some thongs, a sweater, whatever. Sure, whatever it might be. Uh, but this guy, I think, has shoplifting down perfectly. Okay, uh, a Florida man was caught stealing NFL cards. I wasn't a huge NFL card collector. I was more of a baseball card uh-huh. collector. But again, I, I understand that. And he also had uh, some deviled eggs in his in his stolen backpack from the Walmart. Was this you who robbed a Walmart I mean, in Florida, honestly, Dave? If you were going to ask me some of my favorite things from my youth, it would have been playing cards and then deviled eggs. <laughs> I mean, pretty good choice, pal. He's 41 years old. Uh, he was charged with theft and possession. Of course, he's 41, stealing deviled uh, eggs. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe a little bit old, but There's I There's nothing I get it. more geriatric than that statement. There's not a 16-year-old out here <laughs> shoplifting deviled eggs. That don't, that's never happening. <laughs> they will take everything else and be like, we're going to leave them deviled eggs for, Hang for on, Grandpa. Though. Okay, y'all, y'all sitting here dumping on the deviled eggs because that's the thing that I chose to... to uh, to select out of the story because I love deviled eggs. I love deviled eggs too, but I'm not I'm not enough to like steal them from the store. Okay, let me let me give you the full rundown of everything that he had in the backpack. Okay, three hundred and ninety seven dollars worth of merchandise. Mm-hmm. He had the uh, five boxes of NFL cards. That was the big the biggest ticket item. Okay, chicken salad, mm-hmm. banana pudding. Where is uh, he okay. going on a picnic? Strawberry cheesecake. Hell yeah! Okay, deviled eggs, pepperoni. And pepper jack cheese. He's about to have the best charcuterie board ever. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney.